welcome to the ministry of Reverend Jerry Pino, founder and head pastor of Disciple Nations Church, The Word Please, a 21st century charismatic, apostolic, and an evangelical ministry. Reverend Jerry Pino is passionate about soul winning, working with miracles, and empowering believers to take their rightful place in the world. He believes that Africa must send the gospel of Jesus to every city, town, or village of the world, and thus, he is committed in doing by establishing 50,000 churches across the world in his lifetime. He is a gifted teacher of the gospel, a prophet and an entrepreneur. He is a marketer and an investment banker by profession. He holds an MBA in marketing from the University of Cape Coast, Ghana. Now here today's words. Amen. Last week we started a series on the call, the message and the messenger. Amen. They call the message and the messenger. And um, we read a number of scriptures. We, so I just want us to go through the scriptures we read and then um, I will just give a little recap of what we did last week. Then we will go into uh, today's um, message. Amen. Alright, so Exodus chapter 1 the verse 1 to 22. Don't mind my voice. Just hear the word. Amen. <clears throat> now these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob. They came each one with his household. Reuben, Simon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the persons who came from the loins of Jacob were 70 in number, but Joseph was already in Egypt. Joseph died, and all his brothers and all that generation. But the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them, or else they will multiply, and in the event of war, they will also join themselves to those who hate us and fight against us and depart from the land. So they appointed task makers or taskmasters over them to afflict them with hard labor. And they built for Pharaoh storage cities, Phetom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread out, so that they were in dread of the sons of Israel. The Egyptians compelled the sons of Israel to labor rigorously, and they made their lives bitter with hard labor in mortar and bricks, and at all kinds of labor in the field, all their labors which they rigorously imposed on them. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipra, and the other was named Pua. And he said, when you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth and see them upon the bed stool, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not 
do as the king of Egypt had commanded them, but let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwives can get to them. So God was good to the midwives and the people multiplied and became very mighty. Because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. Let's go to chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. Now it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died, and the sons of Israel sighed because of the bondage and they cried out and, and they cried for help uh, because of their bondage who rose up to God. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. God saw the sons of Israel and, and God took notice of them. Give me chapter 3 the verse 1 to 22. Now those, now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, uh, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that, he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. If the Bible is yours, I want you to underline the verse 8. Verse 8. Please go back to verse 8. To the scriptures. Verse 8. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and, and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppressions 
uh, with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Verse 10. Therefore, come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. Please underline the verse 10 as well. Go back to verse 10. Therefore, come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly I will be with you and this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You shall worship God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God, furthermore, said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been done to you in Egypt. So I said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will pay heed to what you say and you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt and you will say to him the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles which I shall do in the midst of it. And after that, he will let you go. I will grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty handed. One of the principles you learn from verse 21 is that when God is bringing you out of captivity, he will not bring you empty-handed. Say amen. amen. When God is bringing a man out of bondage, he will not bring you empty-handed. Amen. amen? He will not bring you empty-handed. Verse 22. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and the woman who lives in her house articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing and you will put them on your sons and daughters thus you will plunder the Egyptians 
May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word and all will say amen. All right, so um, last week we started this series on the call, the message, and the messenger. And last week we focused on the call and, and we said that uh, in the Bible, the word call is used most often to refer to God's initiative to bring people to Christ and to participate in his redemptive work in the world. Amen. So we say that the call of God on a man must ultimately lead to the redemption of people. And I remember saying that you can only say that what this person is doing is a call from God if the end result of what the person is doing is the redemption of mankind, that people will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. So you may be doing a very good thing that is helping humanity, that is helping mankind, but that is not necessarily the call of God because the call of God ultimately must lead to the redemption of men. Say amen. amen. Then we spoke about the types of call. We said we have the general call of God and we said the general call of God is a call to every believer into the ministry of reconciliation that God has saved us so that we can also save others. In other words, we were saved to reach out to others with the same gospel of the kingdom. Amen. And we said that every born again person has been saved to also save others. And that if you are born again, and you are not involved in the activities of soul winning, you are not being a good citizen of the kingdom of God. Say amen. amen. And then we gave a few scriptures. Uh, you can get a podcast, so I won't spend much time on that. And then we, call, we spoke about the call to vocation. The call to vocation. We said the call to vocation is the call of God into a vocation. Okay, or into a particular field of work. So the call of God into a vocation is the call into a particular field of work, whether as an artisan, as a professional, or as a business person. And so if your business is contributing to the activities of redemption, if your business is contributing to the activities of saving souls, then we can say that you are doing business as a call from God. Amen. Amen. So that you can be solving human problems. Solving human problems does not necessarily mean that you are doing the work of God. And remember, the call is the work of God. Amen. Amen. The call is the work of God. And so if you are serving humanity with what you are doing, it is powerful. But if it does not contribute to God's grand agenda of saving the world, then you are not doing the will of God. Say amen. amen. So we also give some scriptures. Visit our podcast, you'll get it. Then the third call, we said it is the call to church ministry. And we said that the call to church ministry is the call uh, into what we call the five-fold ministry and other auxiliary ministries within the church ministry. So, even the call to church ministry is not just the pulpit call. Because the pulpit call is only 
what we call the fivefold ministry: the apostle, the teacher, the pastor, the prophet, and the evangelist. And I said that these calls or these ministries do not come in uh, in order of hierarchy. In other words, the apostle is not above the teacher, and the teacher is not above the evangelist, and the evangelist is not above the pastor. Every one of us are called to contribute our quota to making the kingdom of God stronger and stronger. Say amen. amen. And so we also gave some scriptures uh, 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 about that. And then we also spoke about um, the, 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 the serving of tables, which is serving in other departments in the church. We, we said that it is also a call. Amen. That, that if you are serving in the church as a church worker, it is also a call. Amen. It is also a call. It is also a call. So the one who is ushering and telling people, sit here, sit there, uh, do that, it is a special call God has given them. Amen. And, 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 and the one who is singing, uh, you notice that uh, um, when we come to church on a Sunday morning, there are, there are two people that are... Uh, 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 very regular on the on the pulpit before I come. Uh, Pastor Solomon will lead prayers and lead and lead and lead. It is a call. Auntie May will take over. She will sing. She will MC. She will, it is a special call. Amen. Um, so so that is a special call. Uh, uh, the, the, the musicians is a special call God has given them, and all of them they are they are their services are important as that of the fivefold ministry. Say Amen. What the media guys are doing is, 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 a, is, a, is a special call. They are all contributing. If they are not there, the message we are preaching this morning cannot reach the world. And so, and so they, they, are, they are helping the agenda of God within the church ministry. Amen. Then we also spoke about um, the third one, which we said it is the Lydia ministry. The Lydia ministry. And um, we said the Lydia ministry is the act of taking care of pastors. And we said there are some believers that God has given a special ministry to take care of pastors. And it is very important as far as the advancement of the kingdom of God on earth is concerned. Amen. Amen. Then we spoke about how to receive the call. How to receive the call. And we said uh, you can hear an audible voice. Like Prophet Samuel, you can you can hear through other men of God. Like 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 in David, uh, you can also receive it through service, like Elisha, and then through personal conviction, like myself. Say Amen. amen. Yeah, through personal conviction, you can also hear the voice of God. And we said that most importantly, it must be noted that everyone God has called or is calling must have the conviction within him or herself that there is a supernatural call on his or her life. Amen. Amen. Alright. So having said that, today I want us to look at the message. The message. For every call of God, there must be a message. If you say God has called you, what has he called you to do? Amen. 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 
Amen. God does not just call in a vacuum. Even Jesus, in the book of Luke, chapter 1, when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, he said that you are going to carry a child, and that child, when you give birth to him, he is going to deliver his people from their sins. That was a message. Clear message. And so, Jesus will be born, and the purpose of his birth is that he will deliver his people from their sins. Every call of God must have a message. Amen. Every call of God must have a message. The message basically refers to the exact need the call is expected to address. Are we together? The, the message God will give you after he has called you is expected to address the exact need that God has called you to address. Without a specific message, the call will be incomplete, inconsistent, and ineffective. Without a, cons- without a specific message, the call will be incomplete, inconsistent, and ineffective. A call without a message will have nothing to address. And I want you to understand that God will always call a man to address a particular need on earth. Let's look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 to 9. God will always call a man, and when I say a man, I am not being uh, gender bias over here. I am referring to mankind. Amen. God will always call a man to address a particular need. A particular need. God will not call you to solve the problems of the world. You are too small for that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. So the need is the affliction of the people in Egypt. Amen. And have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters. For I am aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them. So there is a need. I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Now, behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen their oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. So, in the case of Moses, it was the oppression of the, uh, the Israelites in Egypt. And that was a need. Amen. Amen. Whatever God has called you to do must address a need. If you claim God has called you and you don't have any need to address, your call is suspicious. Because you see, God is not the author of confusion. God will not call anybody into a state of confusion. Say, Namia Fremen. Or Frau Sebe, I don't see meaning. 
God is not like that. Amen. When God calls a man or a woman, God gives the person a particular need to address. As a matter of fact, God will come to you and will open up the need that he has seen that he wants to address. For which reason, he wants to empower you to address. Amen. So, when, when last week we read about Bishop Oedipo, so God has given him the word of faith to liberate people. Amen. Yeah. So, there must always be a need that God wants you to address. There must always be a need. Amen. There must always be a need. Like, look at this church. We are raising missionaries and billionaires. There is a need for missionaries. There is a need for us to take the gospel to people. Say amen. amen. There is a need for us to preach Christ. People are dying every day without knowing Christ. If you're on social media, you will realize that there are a lot of people who don't believe in God. In fact, there are a lot of people who make fun of Christ. And you see, you can look at it and say, oh, we call hell. That is not the plan of God. But Bible says that he does not desire that any should perish. So for those who are doing that, they are doing it ignorantly. It is our responsibility to reach out to them and preach Christ to them and believe that the Holy Ghost will change them. Amen. So there is a a, a, a serious need for missionaries. And let me tell you, missionaries are not just people who travel to rural areas to preach Christ. You must disabuse your mind from that concept that you should be a missionary. Now just say, oh, too quiet, no, 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 no light, no atropica, I am a missionary. You can be a missionary in Abeka. I'm telling you. You can be a missionary in official town. You can be a missionary at La Paz. You can be, all you have to do is to move from one place to the other, spreading the gospel, and you are a missionary. Amen. And so, there is a massive need for missionaries. And let me tell you what, Christians are sleeping. Huh? I'm not paying a year. Huh? Most of us are just happy that on a Sunday we dress nice, then we come and sit down. That is what we have become. We don't care whether people are saved or not. There are people in our families and pay you sorry or sorry. And fire who? Yes, so in life, the real person born they are unborn baby. And in life. Amen. And no tina and upa ye prayer meetings are before one kwa na yokuum. As I say, say 
That is what we see as a problem. But can I tell you, the biggest problem is that people are not saved. Listen to me. When the wizard is saved, he will change. When the wizard is saved, if you can pray to God and preach Christ to the wizard and the wizard gets saved, he will change. But how can you get saved and not change? When you go to the book of Matthew chapter 9, from the verse 35, give me that cookie. Bible says that when Jesus saw the crowd, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them. This is what we need in our generation. We need to have compassion for lost souls. Amen. So when you Christian, you are lost. I'm telling you, you are lost. Bible says, what shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world. So when you ask Japan, that's the Amen. Bible says that seeing the people, he felt compassion for the people because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep. Without, there are a lot of distressed people in town. There are people who don't come to church because they are offended. Yeah, and so there are people who are distressed. It is our responsibility to reach out to them with the love of Christ. And let me tell you what. Never think that distressed people will come out of distress on their own. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Say, Nancy, I'm sorry. Amen. The only thing that saves us from worldliness is the gospel. And we must make sure that we are preaching this gospel. Say amen. amen. Give verse 37. What did he say? Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Verse 38. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers in his harvest. Give me NKJV of this one. He said, pray, pray to the God of the harvest. Therefore, pray. Let me tell you what. The greatest prayer anybody can pray is the prayer for souls to be saved. Write it down. It is the greatest prayer any one of us can pray. To pray that souls be saved. There are people in my family. I pray. I mentioned their names. I said, God, I don't remember praying for my personal needs for more than 10 minutes before. No, 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 But God takes care of me. Amen. And yet, the need that you are praying about, and then more, you are not going to be able to do it. You are not going to be able to do it. 
Cassiamen. And yet, and yet, and I read me Yamako, and I read me on your son, Jenny, Mini Jenny. As much as it is powerful, I am telling you that the most powerful prayer anybody can pray is for souls to be saved, to intercede for others. Amen. It is the most powerful form of prayer anybody can pray. Jesus said that because the people have scattered as sheep without a shepherd, pray that God will send laborers into his harvest. Amen. Pray that God will send laborers. God will send laborers. God will send. So our job as, as a church uh, is that God will use us as laborers to reach out to the harvest. Say amen. amen. Yeah. And then we are also raising billionaires. So we share the way out here as you dealing with people in our part of the world. If God is calling you and he's not giving you the power to change poverty, then Uber Amen. Yeah, Uber A friend of mine was doing Facebook Live yesterday. And I'll say, if you earn less than 5,000 Ghana cities a month, you are poor. Say, hey! Hey! <laughs> and, and he said that because I think his, the, the caption for his program was Teacher Kojo earns 1,500 Ghana cities a month. You know Teacher Kojo? He said he earns 1,500 a month from GES. And his transportation is more than 1,500. <laughs> Teacher for bread. And some of the life skills. Now you how to make extra money. Amen. He said if you earn five, less than 5,000 a month, you are a poor man. How many poor men do we have here? <laughs> My hand is up. In fact, my two hands. <laughs> but may God change it for us. Yeah. I said, may God change it for us. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And so God has called us. He has anointed us. And he has given us a specific message to address the needs of people in the area of poverty. Amen. So, when God calls anybody, he will give you a message. I met a friend, um, uh, like, it's like a brother. He's a claiming agent. But you know what he does? His area is that he only clears in Kolafus. In Kolafus. And Unkwano clear. I don't see my brother, a week be a meeting, at least man clear 10 containers. And he mentioned how much he makes on each container. Charlie, it's a lot of money. The last time I met him in Tamale, he came with a car he has bought for his wife. He came to pick me from the airport. When I sat in the car, as for Sami, I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> oh, you fools, fools, fools. And not just any fools, Uncola fools. Amen. Anything God has called you to do, he will give you a message. A specific message. And listen to me, your success is in the implementation of the message. Are we together? All right. 
So let us look at the various types of calls and the messages that goes with them. Remember, we spoke about three types of call. Do you remember? What are they? Call number one. Call number one. The general call. Call number two. And then call number three. The call to church ministry. Amen. So, I want us to pick each call and look at the message that goes with it. Is that okay? Alright, so let's pick the general call. The message of the general call is to bring people to the saving knowledge of Christ. To tell them that Christ died for all. In other words, if you are going out or in your office, you want to share the gospel with somebody, you are not going to share revelations. You are just going to tell the person that Christ died for all. There is no need to die and go to hell. After the death of Christ, hell is a choice. Say amen. amen. Write it down. After the death and the resurrection of Christ, hell is a choice. So that is the message for the general call. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 to 21. We will also read Romans 5, 12 to 21. We will read John 3, 16. And then we will read Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. So let's look at First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 to 21. But now, I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral. Ish. Where are you serious? I like the way about that tent. He <laughs> said, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about all of us. Amen. Amen. But now, I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, a covetous, or an idolater, or a reveler. An idolater is somebody, an, an, an idol worshiper. Amen. A reveler. A reveler is it's somebody who is always having fun. Nightclub. Yeah. Homoho. Now no me call Barbie shop. Now we'll come home once I'm see. Funny. I'm see. So, I'm the crowd. I'm going to go to the crowd. No, 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 no. So, I'm going to So, I'm going to go to the crowd. I'm going to go to the crowd. I'm going to go to the so they are reveless. Or a drunkard will be on An extortioner will be on extortiska Africa for instance. You know them, I know Musha Black Black. A busy or so forth. Yeah, some to our pastors. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. Some are pastors. Anyway, give me some. Not even to eat 
with such a person. Verse 12. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? Why are you giving me NKJV? But go ahead, quickly, verse 13. But those who are outside, God judges. But those who are outside, God judges. Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. Verse 14, quickly. Is that all? Give me 2 Corinthians 5.14. For the love of Christ controls us. Have you concluded this? That one died for all. Therefore, all did what? Die. Go back to verse 11. Let's read from verse 11. Maybe God wanted you to hear the first Corinthians scripture. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men. We do what? Knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest to God. And I hope that we are made manifest also in our conscience or in your conscience. We are not again commending ourselves to you, but are giving you an occasion to be proud of us so that you will have an answer for those who take pride in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are of sound mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all did what? All died. Verse 15. And he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves. Have you seen it? Christ died for all so that those who live must no longer live for themselves. But for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. And I know because I'm in Christ. All things have become new. Now I am new. That is our definition of virginity. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to... This is the message we send to people. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Therefore, we are, we are what? We are what? For who? As though God were making an appeal to us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We beg you, yeah, for our brother, Christo, we are begging you. Because you see, there is a day that is coming there. Eh? You wish that you so for the kind you know, with the age, man. I'm telling you. There is a day that is coming. And I so for no call held with the corner brother that catch there. Amen. Bible says that he made him who knew no sin to be seen on our behalf. 
so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the general call, this is the message we send to the people, that Christ died, not because he was a sinner, but he died in our place, that we will be reconciled unto God. And let people know that if you die without Christ, you are going to hell. And can I tell you what? Hell is not a nightclub. Those of you who say, uh, we call hell a mess away. Now, how do you know that they are there? So, uh, hell, hell is boring. You know, we call, we call hell a mess away. Michael Jackson. Obeshia, why do you? Mention their names. Why do you? Lucky Dubi. Bob Mali. Uba Ghana. Ebony. Terrible Chaka. Cash to how sure are you that they are there you are you are looking at them after the flesh amen 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 Hell, hell, not everybody will have it. A best shock you. Now, a best shock you say, Uber do hell, or not a bishop, bishop, then, 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 or hell. Fight for your own salvation with fear and trembling. Men fall with the end to be so. But Bible says that God has made us ambassadors of Christ. And that's the message we have. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. Verse 17, for God sent his son not to condemn the world but through him that the world be saved. This is the message we have. It's a general call. It's a general message. It just said, if you are going out to preach, men can see, media, meaning Bible, won't mention John 3.16. Hello. Hello. John 360, but we You are not going out there to argue. You are not going out there to prove that you know. But you only say, That's what you know. Also, on Tia, you are with the then you move on. Amen. Amen. Give you Romans, is it chapter 10, verse 8 to 10? Is it Romans 10? I'll give you, let's, let's do verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, Bible says that you'll be saved. Verse 10 says that for with the mouth, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. This is the message we have for the general call. That people should come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And listen to me. I dear when I can say, there is a day that you can't save yourself. It's not something we should joke with you. It's not something we should joke with. Amen. 
and it's not something we should do. Ayana sometimes go for see you na Christ o mukasi o banu na ye woman. Into no say oti toti sukano o banka banu o meduye. But una na na o beto no so onti asi bi o. Una na na o beto so onti asi. Una ebi oko. Amen. Whether Christ comes now or not, we will die. Amen. And when you die, who call him? And one thing about death is that death will never come knocking on anybody's door. So, and then they may buy ready. Debbie, we have a doctor friend, young doctor. Young, 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 young. Dr. Sumedu, young doctor. Promising future. As a Saturday, or send the home family. Saturday, or send the home family. And the wife rushing the call hospital. Sunday, low. Doctor. Not me, carpenter. <laughs> Doctor. Now me tell her. What's it better? Amen. Intinu, owo eya debia se eba onkra. Amen. Intinu debia o se ye bwabwa ye hu. Nyame kanoti asye. Debia o se o bwabwa hu. Unyame sumu. Umpaye bomu. Pentecost people have something they say. Conglomerate. They say young guys, you know, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to come around. They cry, forget. Oh, can I cry? No way. Oh, yeah, cross. They come around. Amen. So, this is the message for the general call. Is that okay? There is another scripture in Romans 5 12 to 21. I will not read that one. Amen. So, the message. Of the general call is that is the message of salvation that comes only through Christ Jesus. Amen. Salvation comes only through Christ Jesus. It doesn't come through any other means. Some people say that they believe in God, but their God is not Jesus. Don't be deceived. Amen. Jesus is not an imported God. He is the creator of the universe. Amen. The second call, the call to vocation. The message, as far as the call to vocation is concerned, is that God will call people into various professions, careers, and businesses for his own purpose. For the promotion of the kingdom of God and to bring him glory. So, the ultimate purpose of the call to vocation is that God will be glorified. Amen. God will be what? Glorified. That is why 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says that whatsoever you do, do all 
unto the glory of God. Amen. So the ultimate purpose is that God must be glorified. If you are you are you 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 are a businesswoman, God must be glorified in your business. That's the question to be asking yourself. Number two, does it contribute to the redemption of men? How is it contributing to the redemption of men? You will not do certain things. Amen. 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 So what you are saying, say, "Nia we ye biya," or say, "Edi ni unyam every Christo." I won't necessarily because you ask yourself, say, "Where am I ye?" Diem fasopa na Christo enya freso. Amen. So these are some of the little things we must understand. And trust me, our lives will bring glory to God. Oh, you mean Kronubia Okahu? And so I saw you, Chief Osha. Amen. So the ultimate goal or message for the call to vocation is that what you are doing must bring glory to God. Number two, it must contribute to the redemption of men. Let's look at the scripture. Exodus chapter 31 verse 6. Or let's do verse 1 to 11. Verse 1 to 11. I will come to verse 6. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, and this is concerning the building of the tabernacle. See, I have called by name. I have done what? Namia Freno, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Har, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him. I have done what? He didn't call him to come and preach. He said he has called him. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship. To make what? Artistic designs for work in God. My friend, my artist. Amen. And you know, you can be an artist and yet it is the call of God on your life. You can be an artisan, yet it is the call of God on your life. Why and how will we know? In silver and bronze, verse 5, quickly. And in the cutting of stone, can you imagine? My friend is all my cutting stones. What is your call? My call is to cut stones. I know you say something I mean, Freda, you are sharing my own cutting stones. For certain, in the carving of wood, that he may work in all kinds of what? Craftsmanship. Verse 6. And behold, I myself have appointed him with Oholiab, uh, 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 the son of Ahisamak, of the tribe of Dan, and in the heart of all who are skillful 
Have you seen it? I have put skill that they may make all that I have commanded you. The tent of meeting. And uh, so God wants the tabernacle to be built. And God says to Moses that I have called people, I have given them skills to help you to build. They are artisans, so, but they have been called by God. Amen. And they say, We are tailor. Even the government of Aaron, God said that he has called people and he has given them skills to, to sew garments for the priests. Amen. In the the only way we can tell whether this thing you are doing with your life is a call of God is when it contributes. Amen. It's when it contributes to the kingdom and when it brings God glory. Amen. 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 When it brings God glory. I didn't say or say turn one CD. Yes, it is business. But how does God benefit? Is your conscience right? And, and let me say this. Amen. So, all gifted artisans were to work for the glory of God. And the message to those who are called to a vocation is that your vocation must address a need God has, a need God has, and bring glory to God. Amen. So, so you, you are missing. You must use that gift, that skill to contribute to the greater agenda of God, which is what? Redeeming the world. Amen. Redeeming the world. It means that we are missing. You know, so somebody will see you and say, Ah, Papa, with the way you need you, man. I want to give my life to Christ. And yes, oh, your message is away. Uto semen ten obey you five. Amen. Another way, if your if your your vocation is a call, you will contribute to the kingdom financially. And yet, or suffer the preaching because it is a call. It is in your heart. It is in your heart. Anybody who does not contribute financially to the advancement of the kingdom of God has not been called by God. Are we together? Are we together? All right. So let me call, let me talk about the last one, the call to church ministry. There is a specific message that is given to everyone the Lord has called into church ministry. So let's look at the fivefold ministry. And under the fivefold ministry, I want us to look at Moses as our biblical example. Moses as our biblical example. 
Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters. For I am aware of their suffering. Verse 8. So I have come down. I have done what? I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and special land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Verse 9. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Verse 10. Therefore, come now and I will do what? I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. Let's jump to verse 16 and 17. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me, saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been done to you in Egypt. So I said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites. So I am coming to bring you out of the affliction, out of the bondage. That was a specific message to Moses. Amen. So when you look into the life of Moses, God called him and God gave him a specific message. Amen. 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 Come now therefore and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. That's verse 10 of Ezra chapter 3. So that was a specific message to Moses who is our biblical example. Let's look at a contemporary example. Bishop Oyedepo. Contemporary example. Bishop Oyedepo. Contemporary example, Bishop Oyedepo. They say that our mandate for ministry was received from the Lord himself in an 18-hour vision. During this vision, a commission was received from the Lord to liberate mankind in all facets of human existence to restore broken destinies, to bring healing to the infirmed. This was the divine mandate received from the Lord. And this is how God spoke to him. God told him, the hour has come to liberate the world from all oppressions of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith. And I am sending you to undertake this task specific assignment. The hour has come to liberate the world from all oppressions of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith and I am sending you to undertake this task. Specific assignment. Specific message. He called Moses. He said, I am sending you 
to bring the people of Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage, he called Bishop Oedipo and he said the Lord told him that he is sending him to liberate the world from all oppressions of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith. Amen. God will never call a man without a message. One of the signs that God has called a man is the message the person has. Amen. It's a message. When you look at Bishop Oedipo, preaching the word of faith is no problem for him at all. No, 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 no. Why? God has called him specifically to do that. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's look at the auxiliary ministries. So we've spoken about biblical example, which is Moses, and then we've also spoken about um, uh, contemporary example, which is Bishop Oedipo. Amen. And that is the five-fold ministry. God will give everybody a specific message. Specific. There are some, if I mention the name of Bishop Ajinasari now, what comes to your mind? Miracles hidden. If I mention uh, Bishop um, Dagiwan Mills, what comes to your mind? Evangelism. So winning. If I mention Dr. Mensa Otabe, what comes to your mind? Teaching. Wisdom. If I mention uh, 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 Reverend Isuda Anaba, what comes to your mind? Revivalist. So everyone that God has called, there is a specific message God will give you. Amen. Specific message. Specific. What if I mention Prophet Kofi Udru right now? What comes to your mind? And what? Tia! What you say? So me kanya miyagi natural house won't you? Jan so hunu. Amen. So when God calls a man and he talks about his encounter as well, he said that he had fasted for many days. He was hungry. Nothing was working. And then a strange being came to him and told him that he was sending him to go and, and clean the church and preach uh, 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 salvation. That many are dying and prepare the way for his coming. And it was from that day that his ministry received a turnaround. Amen. So God will call people and give them specific messages. Specific. I am saying this so that if you are here and you claim God has called you, then you will look for the message to preach. Amen. It is very important. It is very important. Most of the time, people who lack this understanding criticize those who are walking in their, on their, in their path. People will say, oh, uh, 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 all of us have been called uh, uh, to save. Yes, all of us have been called to save. But exactly how have you been called to do yours? God will give everybody a message. Amen. God will give everybody a message. All right, let's look at the auxiliary ministries. The auxiliary ministries, referring to the departments. The message of the auxiliary ministries is to ease the pressure on the fivefold ministry. Give me Acts chapter 6, verse 1 to 7. Now at this time, which the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistics 
Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, it is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The statement found approval with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Faminas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, verse 6. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid hands on them. As their ministry, they are to serve tables, they are to serve as ushers, as, as music ministers, as instrumentalists, as media people, as sound people. Amen. They prayed and they laid hands on them. The word of God kept on spreading. Have you seen it? Oslam Ministries. When people were called to support the apostles, the word of God kept spreading. And the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. The work of the Oslam Ministry and the message is that you are to assist the fivefold ministry. That is your message. Amen. And when auxiliary ministers play their roles well, the word of God spreads faster. Amen. In this community, uh, the word will not spread because the pastor is powerful. The word will spread because you are committed to the work of the ministry. Because you see, the power of the pastor can never be experienced until the people are brought in. Amen. So, auxiliary ministry is a very powerful ministry and the message is that you are to stand with your man of God or your woman of God. Let me talk about the last one, the Lydia ministry. Acts chapter 16, verse 15. The media ministry addresses specific needs in the lives of people in the fivefold ministry. That brings glory to God. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. This scripture, Bible says, Paul and his people went to a town to preach. And they stayed in the town. And I believe that Whilst they were in that town, they were paying for hotel. But they went to preach for a certain group of women. And the woman said that the Lord opened the heart of one woman by name Lydia. And the woman said that, ah, if you have preached to me and I, I am saved, why not come and stay in my house? So she prevailed on them and they went to stay. Do you know what it means? It means that if they were paying hotel bills, they will not pay again. If they were buying food from the restaurant of the hotel, they will not buy again. Whatever they were using money to buy because of this disciple by name Lydia, they will not use money to buy again. Amen. So the Lydia ministry 
is the ministry that supports men of God. But let me say this. If the support you are giving does not honor God, it is not a legal ministry. For example, when you for leader, or say, me buano, Say, Pastor, you are preaching. So, oh, I have been called. I'm a Libya in the ministry. Sex in Kahu. Shemin, like I say, Amen. Sex in Kahu. When you are so for no more carbonum, Mudiboni and Kahu. Amen. Whatever assistance you are giving the man of God must bring God glory. Amen. 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 Yeah, it must bring God glory. So, you, you, you are a secretary to the pastor. You are serving the pastor, but not on the uh, secretary. And share a genuine. And don't let the pastor dismiss away the nobody. And men and go shall not be so boy. In go shall be a dinosu. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Or do back here. Amen. In go shall be a dinosu. Oh, the name is that. When it is that anointed sex. Oh, yeah, 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 anointed stealing. There is nothing like anointed stealing. Stealing is stealing. Open the can, I say, every painting is painting. Oh, it be painting. It be painting. Amen. We need administrator share. Now, more kinds of can also serve away, serve away, miracle, do we? It is stealing. And God is watching. I saw a picture I'll share with you. Those of you who go and uh, uh, commit sin. So, there are angels with video cameras. video cameras. photo cameras. You cannot be faster than angels. The camera is ready. Angels don't miss photo opportunities like photographers miss joy weddings. Photographers say, yeah, where did I say, see, you may kiss the bride. On my part of Manisa kissing the beam. Manisa kissing the beam because we are missing. Angels are missing. Because by the time you think they have appeared, so you are trapped for evidence. <laughs> Amen. So, Lydia ministry, your, your ministry is to, the message is that you are to assist your man of God, but the assistance you are giving your man of God must bring God glory. Amen. And, and I'm emphasizing on this so that uh, a man of God don't take advantage of people. The person is to serve you, to bring glory to God. And Lydia ministers, they support with their money, they support with their time, they support with their talents, they support with their gifts. Amen. The danger of the media, uh, Lydia ministry is that people serve so well that they become so familiar with the amount of God. And so every offer the amount of God makes, they oblige. Are we together? You are only to oblige to thou which sits in with the word of God. You have every right to say, my man of God, I am sorry. And yet disrespect. Amen. 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 And yet disrespect. 
You have every shenanim. There's a man of God where they sell her. Mint, mint, mint. Because you see, anybody you are close to with time, uh, love is developed. A natural. You have to use wisdom, self control to tame yourself. That is why, and no one saw the bray, I saw for no money, money, and I did that. It's not because it be our so for no, I mean, friend, no, there be. So when people become so close to you and you, you lack discipline, you will mess up. Now make a one me again. Are you sure? Into who I saw a banner so now, I mean, a friend said, the Livia ministry, the major said, Livia ministry, no, it's a moon and come. Cassia, amen. It's a moon and come. You are, you are to. You are to contribute to the growth of the ministry. How would the other things that you are adding contribute to the growth of the ministry? You are to help him and, and, and not to aid him. Amen. So for the weakness, as a leader, you are not to aid him, you are to help him to come out of it. Amen. Amen. Now, now, guess what we do? Oh, baby, I want money. So, as a family, oh, so I mean, so maybe or so for the minute now, me and the bar, would they may buy me, buy me, buy me, buy Now, we didn't say, eh, you God will judge us. Cassie, amen. Oh, God will judge us. That is the truth. God will judge us. So, don't. Allow yourself to be used by a man of God because you are in the Lydia ministry. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. But I'm encouraging you that if God has called you to be a Lydia minister to your man of God, avail yourself. Support. And listen to me. For Lydia ministers, God gives them resources. Or maybe I'll take time. Bible says that there were women who were following Jesus. And they were supporting his ministry with their money. And it's a very important ministry. And the message, remember, is that you are to aid the work of your pastor. You are to assist your pastor. The Lord bless you for listening to me. Thank you. I believe that I have blessed you with this morning's message. Amen. Thank you for listening to Reverend Jerry Payne. For more information about our ministry, kindly visit our website at www.disciplenationschurch.org or call us on 0244-733-659. Locate the workplace of Disciple Nations Church at Otoko Official Town Market near the Bonnie Bend Building or Sadiba Electronics in Accra. God bless you.